on today's witch word of the day, Kevin. I guess this one's not really as witchy as other words we've done, but I want to do it. I want to do it. It's my turn. I get to do it. Yeah. So I actually mentioned this on a few episodes ago, so I thought I'd expand. This is Singularity. And she is the character in Marvel that I was talking about that's all, like, starry, like the one that was on the tribunal. So she first appeared in A-Force number one in May 2015. And she's kind of, like, magical in the sense that, like, a meteorite hit the planet and she came up out of that. She's, like, a pocket dimension that manifested into a person. So there's still a lot of mystery around her, but she came about in like the Secret Wars comics when all these different realities came together into one planet. And what I liked about her is she was part of A-Force, which was like a very female strong group. It was like She-Hulk, Medusa, um, I just forgot who I was thinking of, oh, Nico Minoru from the Runaways. So it's like she was a part of a very femme group and she really added to them so i thought we'd highlight her awesome singularity singularity you haven't even read that wait what are you doing with the book so he has the confidence to finish the story hear now the words of the witches this is kevin and welcome to words of the witches the charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser known published material in the charm universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. <laughs> Welcome, spellwriters, to Words of the Witches, episode 93. I'm Kevin, your resident charmed resource. And I'm Sean, and I just love comic books. They're my whole life. Oh, man, we are in it. We're in... Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this issue. Yeah? Yeah. But we have poll results. Damn it. <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I I'll did so you. good last week. I actually remembered. <laughs> I was very impressed, actually. So I was like, is it going to happen again? But no, I'll tell you. It's like, do you like Prue as the big bad? Oh, yeah. There's three answers. You could say, yes, it's logical and dramatic. I'm indifferent. Or no, it ruins her character. We all said yes. We we we're here for it, um, even though it is kind of it does break your heart a little bit. We talked about that, but I think it is you know it's good. It's a good story. I thought this was an interesting topic because I have always known that this was a very divided issue with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to like get actual data about it. You know, <laughs> what what do you think the results will be? Uh, I think that people will agree that, yes, they like it, but it's going to be a very slim margin. Okay. All right. So we'll do Instagram first. Uh, The lowest was obviously I'm indifferent because if you're indifferent, I think you're in a minority because people usually have a strong opinion one way or the other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we had 43 votes. 31% 31% say no, it ruins her character. And then 58%, 82 votes said yes. So you're right in Instagram. They do like this better. Oh. But I did get some write-ins to go along with that. So Legion Ivory says that it's an odd toss 
an odd toss, an odd toss up. <laughs> uh, lore wise, it makes sense for Prue to eventually go bad, given the amount of stress she was under leading her sisters. However, it would hurt to see her lose herself in that way, which, yeah, accurate. It does have a little bit of, you know, pain to the heart, a little gut wrench in there. Um, and this one, uh, Raphael Carcamo says, I'm stuck between the two, not because I'm indifferent, but because I love her character and don't want to see her vanquished, but would love to see the drama. <laughs> so it just goes to show that even though people like the idea of her going bad, Prue is hella loved and hella respected overall. So I like that. Yeah, it makes me kind of think of uh, Multiverse of Madness with Scarlet Witch going bad and how like divided people were on that. Like I could see when you love a character so much, it's cool to see them let loose, but then you also love that character. So, ah! right. Some of the people that were in the no category that, you know, they said no, it ruins her character. One of them was Ryan from Radical Ritual Rewind who said no. I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> um, and we had like some very other people that are huge charmed kind of sewers and who I respect their opinion a lot. They don't they don't like that. So I did do it on Twitter as well. And on Twitter, no one. No got 54% wow. and yes got 38%. That's so, funny. It's like the same numbers but reversed. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So really... It just goes to show everybody is completely divided. It's very even. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <sighs> wow. Well, okay. Well, silence. Oh, silence. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about this issue. Okay. Thank you, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. You never know what you're going to get with me. All right. So this is season 10, issue 18. Try, um, I was gonna say trials, <laughs> tribunal and tribulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this was published April 13th, 2016. Written by Pat Shand, artwork by Elisa Feliz, colors by Valentina Cuomo, letters by Christy Sawyer, edited by Pat Shand, cover by David Seidman. Uh, would you like to talk about this cover again because you liked it so much? I do. I really like the style here. So we get to see a shadowy figure in the background, which I mean, they've got big old glasses on. So we're pretty sure that's Knox. And within Knox's shadow form, we see Phoebe's face looking concerned. And just to the bottom left, we see um, Prue and Prue's looking like she's up to something. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy this cover. It's this Phoebe is very like late season seven Phoebe. Yeah, you can tell right away when her hair is like that. Um, and there's like watercolor and like paint splashes. So it's kind of chaotic, kind of pretty. The figure with the glasses for me, I kept thinking Wesker from Resident Evil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, so this little blurb before we get started or from where we left off, it says, Prue has removed Aramis's control over Tyler, but in the process has somehow become the new host for the old one's spirit. Or so it seems. Meanwhile, the Charmed Ones have banished Prue to a pocket dimension while they race for a way to save her and themselves. It's really funny how like my plot for the musical really ties into a lot of what season 10 is doing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, it's taking consonants from later on that I didn't remember. <laughs> That's because you're so unsyncopated. Yeah. 
I love that. And look at that. Prue went to a pocket dimension just like Singularity. Oh, no. <laughs> it's full circle. We are really out of brand, man. I love it. So get us started. All right. So we open up, we are at the tribunal, and we see Piper, Podge, and Leo listening to the big, sexy Judge Angel Daddy. And he's saying, I wish I could thank you for coming to us with this disturbing information, but I'm afraid that it is far too little, far too late. You came to us hands open, and we tasked you with one thing, one Thing. <laughs> investigate the old ones help us prevent a true catastrophe a small token merely trifle <laughs> <laughs> instead you plan to divide controlling power of the all amongst the charmed ones and then you charge into battle against an old one and allow the cre- creature to take possession of your sister the nexus of the all herself i feel like he's saying all this like i told you to go get non-fat milk and you got whole milk how can you get whole milk like he's being so like this is all we asked you to do you know just protect the whole of all magic and you ruined it but yeah <laughs> right. it's absolutely it's like we should have known we should never leave this to stupid charmed ones <laughs> like, oh. yeah. all right rather uh, than like making a plan he's like your fault your fault we should have to work together it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it's this big tribunal picture and I know for a fact, now that I see these heads again, that these are the ones from the show, from Crimes and Witch Demeanors. Because we have uh, Adair on the left, then it's Thrask, Aramis with the mustache, and then Krill. Yeah, that's that's our old tribunal heads. I still don't know why they're heads. I, th- I thought the heads were just because they were somewhere else far away and they were just projecting themselves. But if they're really literally just floating heads, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it was Silver Angel of Death here again. And Starry Lady. Yeah, it's nice. And the snake. Don't forget the snake. The snake. All right. So continuing on, Piper rebuttals. She's like, I went to the elders for help with Prue, and they turned their backs. This is on you. All of you bitches. And then, oh, look at this. We have an avatar. And this is totally that avatar from Viacon Leos when she like summoned her. And she's, I remember her, that hairstyle, that brown hairstyle those bug eyes and she's this is the she has no name but she's like you winton as always half cocked no cap of the greater good <laughs> somebody I, I, this could be any of them <laughs> and it says with respect what did you expect us to do about aramis we fought him on our terms and <laughs> and then gamma is doing his best like ace attorney <laughs> it's a video game and he's like objection <laughs> so that's what um <laughs> gamma is doing he's like and it led to prue being turned into aramis's puppet the world will pay for your actions in blood heed my words hyper says that is why we came to you not to hear about the greater good and all that crap but she's like you know what i don't think prue is the puppet no i think it's her it's she she seemed like she was in control just you know evil and Paige is like, no, Piper, I don't believe that. She was totally fine. She was helping us until she helped Tyler rip the thing out. And then she, it like possessed her and it made her googly crazy. And then Piper's like, was she though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, and then Sexy Cupid Judge is like, 
you have come looking for answers from those you've kept in the dark. The new tribunal has no secrets to share, no hidden knowledge. We are completely useless. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us who your allies are so we can like find out if they are helpful, more helpful than us. <laughs> wow. Shut <Yeah>. up much. <laughs> so we see uh, Phoebe is with Victor and the kids. And um, we hear Piper is talking. She says, Phoebe, my father and all of our children are at magic school. Its enhancements have been bolstered. It's impenetrable. And then Sexy Cupid Man's like, and your husband, Paige? And then Piper says, not up for discussion. And then he says, what of Prue herself? So then um, she says, Tyler sent her somewhere safe, but hard to escape. He didn't say much more than that. Either way, no matter if Prue or Aramis is at the wheel, no place can hold her for long. So it's weird because like, we see Prue riding on or sliding down what looks like a shadow of Aramis. So I'm almost like, I think I'm right. I think she went to the wasteland. I think she's floating there, but in the floating, the shadow is like emanating from her. Okay. Because if you look at when you when they show her later, you can see them both in the same spot. Does it kind of like occupy in the same space? It's just kind of, it's almost like someone took a flashlight to Prue. And when you do that, the, the shadow behind her is Aramis's shadow instead of hers. You know. Kind of like when they did the Anakin with the shadow of Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. I get it. And then uh, Sexy Cupid Man says, where hides the boy? Surely Aramis will seek revenge for action taken against him. And she says, Tyler and his family are being guarded by trusted friends. We offered them asylum in magic school, but they believe they could take care of themselves. Oh, that's going to go well. <laughs> so we see... Tyler and his family sitting down to eat with... Yeah, Kareem's parents and Paige. Okay. No, wait. Paige is up in the up there's. Yeah, so I think that that's Kareem's and Tyler's parents. There. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I knew that, but for some reason I wasn't computing properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is weird, though, the way whoever colors these things... They all have the same hair. Yeah. Same cut, same color. And then a lot of times the clothes are colored very similar also, so it's hard to Mm -hmm. tell. So we see Kareem say, this is delicious, Mr. Michaels. And then there's a knock, knock. And this knock has a C in it. So this is like a real knock. Proper knock. I know. Proper knock. And Tyler says, who do you think that could be? And uh, Kareem's mom says, with the guard we have out there, no one to be worried about. I bet Glennis and fucking Billy smell dinner and just want in. (laughs) I love that Billy's there. I guess they're supposed to be like the bodyguards. Yeah, they're the bodyguards. So I like that Billy's at least there. I just wish we got to see more of her in these comics. Yeah. And then we see out on the doorstep. I mean, we do at least get to see Billy here, but the hair is in front of her (laughs) face and she's knocked out on the stairs with Glynis. Oh my gosh. And then a hooded figure says, apologies in advance, young man. It's so weird. I still don't understand who this tribunal member is because he looks like the Grim Reaper. So I don't know who he is or what his point is. I guess just to go kidnap people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now back at the tribunal conversation. Cupid Judge is like, and where are Benjamin Turner and the former demon? And then they go, her name is Kira. <laughs> and we don't know. They've been unreachable since before Prue attacked. And then we see oh, Benjamin oh. and Kira in a sexy embrace naked in the beds. And he's like, 
good morning. And she's like, yes, indeed it is. And then proper knock, knock, knock. <laughs> he's like, who could that be? See? And then, and Kira's just like, fell back asleep. She was that tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a big one and it took a lot out of her. There you go. And then what's with all the questions, judge, judge fudge, whatever. <laughs> what was judge fudge from? But he goes, unlike the charmed ones, the new tribunal seeks to determine the full scope of the situation before jumping into action. We are going to research here, Mrs. Actions, and attempt to discover the truth before anything goes wrong. Before the advent. They call it the advent, but the old ones happens. Um, in the meantime, we must ask something of you. So Judge Fudge was in Drawn Together. Oh, see? Drawn Together. <laughs> there you go again. I knew I knew it from somewhere. <laughs> I'm a whole lot of delicious. Like, I'm too busy being delicious. That's what he used to say. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he like first showed up somewhere else. I think he was in a song think... by Happy Mondays. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they were making a parody of like Schoolhouse Rock somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Judge Fudge. We're here to talk about Tyler. So Tyler wakes up in a jail cell with these magical bars. They're like Psylocke purpling all over the place. And he goes, what? Where? Oh, come on. Because he touches the cell and it goes, whoom. <laughs> and then somebody says, those handy dandy powers of yours won't work here, kid. It's Kira, she says. They're muting all magic within the cell. Otherwise, lover boy here would beam us out of Dodge. <laughs> and Tyler says, Kira, Ben, are you two Cupids? Because they're like wearing the Cupid robes now. <laughs> and Ben says, no, see, I'm not a damn Cupid. We were just, and Kira says, in a compromising position when they found us. We definitely weren't naked and fucking. They gave us the word he would have said. He's like, we were just fucking. Yeah. Mm, nope. Not from the children. Nope. <laughs> I was inside the dame. See, she takes it anally. <laughs> Kira's like, no, it was a compromising position. <laughs> they gave us these robes, which, well, obviously, gaudy is all get out. Feel like heaven on the skin. Gaudy heaven. Mm, gaudy heaven. Gaudy. <laughs> And Tyler says, they, Coop, if you're here. And Coop's like, yep, we're in a holding cell at Cupid's Temple. And Tyler's like, why? And then Ben says, how if I know? Phoebe's husband here hasn't been very forthcoming. And then Tyler screams, get me the hell out of here. And Ben says, Christ, that kid's got a pair of lungs on him. You should hear him with Kareem. And then <laughs> <laughs> Tyler says, when the Charmed Ones find out about this, they... They what? I don't know. No, they actually get caught off by some of the tribunal members led by Gamma come walking in. And he says, glad to see you've regained consciousness, Mr. Michaels. I hated to hex you, but I couldn't have you escaping through one of your portals. And we see behind him is Mother. Yeah, the space lady's name is Mother, I found out. Um, oh. And the snake is the serpent thing. And then... Like, they talk about Claudio, and I think Claudio is the one in the suit next to him, behind Gamma. And Coop is like, Claudio, come on, man. Why are, why are they here? They're allies. Yeah, talking about the other people. Why? Because they captured Coop. And he's like, why did you bring all these other people here? And he's like, not my call, Coop. The new tribunal has begun an initiate, initiative 
<laughs> initiative investigating strange spells performed by Prudence Hallowell before she was overtaken. Which means she did, she brought Kira back from the past, from the past. Um, <laughs> and then she also puts Benjamin in Cole's body. So these are people that she touched with magic. And now there's Tyler, who she kind of went inside and befuddled things with Hermes. That's why you're all here, peoples. Yeah, he's like, most disturbingly, Prue's union with Hermes began within you, Mr. Michaels. Come, young man, there is much ground to cover. And he just, <laughs> he touches the uh, cell thing. And then here, hear, <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> I know what your onomatopoeia is. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> now we're at Knox Academy. We see Paige and Piper with flashlights walking towards the school. It's always so funny in comics and horror films, whatever you want. They always go at night. Like, that's when all the bad shit's going to happen. They never go during the day. <laughs> They're Scooby-Dooing it. Yeah, it totally Scooby-Dooing it. <laughs> So Paige says, how long ago did they say that these kids disappear? And Piper says the day after Prue destroyed Aramis or the day after she told us she did. And Paige says, okay, and what exactly are we looking for? And Piper says the spell calls for some kind of physical impression of a traumatic event. Blood, hair, a butt crack in the wall from an altercation or whatever that gunk is. And now, we have a rhyme time moment. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. So, Piper and Paige perform this spell. It's to reveal a history. And it says, Ghost of past, days we call on you. Open blind eyes to your hidden truths. And that's right in front of the gunk. Oh, I, I lo- kind of love what they're doing here because they have like, they put the two flashlights on them and then they face the gunk. And then behind the flashlights appears our demon girl that Prue talked to earlier. And they're kind of seeing it in like almost like a holographic form. They see it. She's like, please, I can't breathe. I'm on fire. And Piper's like, I recognize her. She was one of the students Alder Coes was targeting. And then they see Prue show up. And Paige is like, oh my god. And she says, it's okay. Everything is going to be beautiful. You're going to be so important. And she walks away. And then the girl like explodes or something. <laughs> yeah, dang. So we didn't see that last time. That's terrifying. And Piper says, look at Prue's arm. Those slits. Like just like Kozis when he was incubating those seeds to resurrect the old ones. Um, and Paige is like, she wouldn't do this. All these children. Oh my God, I cannot. So Paige is very much defending Prue right now, which I think is nice because it's something she, I think she always wanted to bond with Prue and she's still trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because she didn't get the chance to know her. And so this is almost like defeated for her yeah it's very hopeful of her she wants to have her older sister so bad and piper who's had her sister knows her sister better than anyone is like nope it's her she's evil (laughs) right and so i get this last panel where piper's like i don't know why you're in denial about this page you saw what prue tried to do to phoebe and Paige is like that wasn't prue we have a voice say 
Wasn't it? Wasn't it? I wonder who could be. Let's go to the next page. Oh, it's it's Knox. So he's walking over with tentacles out of his back. He's like um, Eldritch Doc Ock. Pointy Professor Xavier Octopus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Pepper goes, Knox! And she puts her hands up. And then, oh, this is terrifying. Knox, like, does a wide stance. And his mouth kind of, like, gets really big. And his face almost widens. He's like, call me Dominus! No, Kevin, it's in red. So it'd be, call me Dominus! (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We just established our rules. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, And uh, while he says this, this giant kind of like, force erupts from him and sends Paige and Piper flying and they crash into <laughs> vending display. machines. Is that what that is? I don't, oh okay. no, you're right. I think it's a display. Like display a cabinet. Display. Yeah. yeah. Glass shatters and they, that looks painful. Looks like they've got glass stuck on their back. Like Phoebe did it in Charmed and Dangerous. Yeah. And you're right. You brought this up last recording where uh phoebe got thrown through a wall pregnant it's funny that they're being thrown around like this but yet when prue got thrown through a wall she died but like yeah. they're getting worse in my opinion right <laughs> so uh Paige is like are you okay and uh piper's like oh yeah i'm i'm fine i'm just pissed i'm pissed and Paige is like good let's take out some aggression shall we and they throw these like bottled potions that whoom, we have like a blue fire and a, a regular fire that opens up from these things and they burn off Knox's clothes. <laughs> Naked Dominus. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, eh, this corpse is a host. You can crack away at it until it breaks, but Dominus remains. Unlike your Prue, she's something new now. She is greater than the all, greater than Aramis. It is she who will herald the advent. Oh, and this is going to be our power play moment. Oh. Power play. So what Knox is doing here is regeneration. Mm-hmm. And regeneration is the ability to self-heal bodily tissue, organs, and limbs damaged as a result of injuries. This regeneration takes place very quickly and is usually completed within seconds. And you know, it's funny though, is because regeneration is a process that happens unconsciously without the need for activation, but it happens in everybody, in all biological entities. You know, when we get a cut, we start to heal too. The only thing that's different is this is like a supernatural regenerative healing factor, um, which makes it more efficient and seamless and powerful. And that's what gives them that extra boost. Um, So much so that it can sometimes slow or even stop aging. Wolverine, anyone? (laughs) Mystique, anyone? (laughs) Yeah. So this power also comes with increased production of endorphins, adrenaline, and the fight or flight response where the subject gains elevated strength and energy while also able to push their bodies harder due to decreased sensation of pain. So mm-hmm. these are secondary positive results that people don't always think about. 
the ability is powerful enough to revive oneself even after otherwise fatal injuries and wounds, but they can't regenerate if they've already been vanquished or killed. <laughs> mm. I do have a few other limitations quick um, because sometimes with this power, it makes surgical procedures nearly impossible. I think they've done that in X-Men quite a bit too. Yeah, I forget what it was. There was something where they had to like put something in the uh, the surgical cut so it wouldn't heal up. So that yeah. they could work on that. <laughs> right. Um, but also like misaligned body parts, foreign objects in a wound, or mitosis inhibiting drugs may affect regeneration. <laughs> and if you heal too fast, sometimes the DNA can have replication errors. So you might get like an arm completely somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sometimes this power takes the place of your immune system. So sometimes a person might not never develop natural immunity and is vulnerable if they lose this power to sickness and stuff. Oh, interesting. So that is interesting. And sometimes the regeneration may uh, increase the nutrition requirements. You might need to eat more to make it work properly, which means starvation, dehydration, and suffocation could kill the user <laughs> just as well. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> All right. So Knox is still gloating. He's like, yes, Prue will be the one. Um, and then Paige like holds up her hands. It looks like blue flames are coming out of her hands. I think she's trying to orb, but that is not even close to orbiting. No. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but she's like, shame you won't be there for the fun then. Heart. <laughs> Just like she tried to do with Gaxiagu, remember? Oh. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Knox or Dominus and you hear, see like the orbs around his heart and it goes, Krook! and then he smiles. He's like, and it's cool. His clothes regenerated here too. He has his clothes back on. <laughs> yeah. Which we did see in the show. Remember when Leo healed someone yeah. and healed their clothes? I know. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, you think Dominus is as easily vanquished as Gaxiagil? And he cocks his head. He's like, you know, nothing. Very evil dead. Yeah. <laughs> And then we just see like the blank spot where Piper and Pedro standing and it's empty. And it's just, you just go, Acai berry! Meanwhile, back at magic school, we get this really cool like nighttime outer shot of magic school. Like the more we see of it in the comics, the cooler it seems. Yeah. But uh, we see Phoebe looking in on her girl she says good night girls i love but then suddenly she has a vision and she says you but she's kind of in the vision so it's kind of like she just finished the sentence by what's the word like by habit yeah and in her vision she sees bloody prue walking down a bloody hall and she takes ben by the throat reasonably phoebe is concerned by this and she's like trying to get in touch with people since she's you know she's safe at magic school she's like i need to get in touch with my sisters or people who are on the outside uh and you hear beep and she's like piper i've left you eight messages i need to get out of magic school like, you know because she can't really leave because she has no magic she needs someone to orb her out <laughs> she's like come on someone i saw prue at cupid's temple i need to go and she's like i can't reach Paige or leo not tyler kira or billy where the hell is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Leo talking to some elders. He's like, I should be with Piper and Paige investigating the dis- disappearance at Knox Academy. He's like, there's nothing in these scrolls. Ah. And then we see this other like old guy elder. He's like, hey, look at this, Leo. Iota left me a message. But Iota. Ugh. 
but she left me a message <laughs> or left me this scroll to investigate. And I believe the passage alludes to the spell that would initiate the advent itself. So it has to be started by a spell. Interesting. So they know they get some information there. But Phoebe is like so upset. She's like, we're in a crisis here, people. And she's like, screw this. So she goes into the, the library at magic school. She picks out a book that says Cupid's Temple. Learns all about Cupid's Temple. And then we hear just a scream. Arr, pirate. So where's the scream happening? Is that Phoebe? That's Cupid's Temple. So that's coming okay. to the next page. Okay. I thought that so was Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going into the Tyler thing. Okay. Yeah. So on the next page, we see Mother. And she's hovering over uh, shirtless Tyler. And she's like putting her hands on his chest. And black is like swarming across his skin. And I was like, Shh, I know it hurts, but your suffering isn't in vain. This spell will reenact your magic use in reverse order. And if we can use it to closely examine the moment that Prue and Aramis met within your consciousness. And Tyler just common, or calmly answers, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then Iota says, it might just be your suffering that saves the world. And we see like this flashback of Tyler, I believe that's him, um, using his power in the uh, nether regions. We see him also reaching for the bars, and we also see him in battle. And then we get even further back. We see when um, Prue went into his consciousness and touched Aramis, so when she first got uh, infected. And Iota says, oh, wait, that wouldn't be him because it's going in reverse order, so that's not him in another. No. That's him from last issue when you put Prue okay. through the portal. I gotcha. As you can tell, I was a little confused reading this. <laughs> So then Iota says, excellent. Do you have the spell, Mother? And Mother says, it reverberates through my being. I offer myself for examination. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. It's weird that like she's like breathing smoke out, too. Like It's almost like she's okay. sucking. Oh, I see what happens. So... so she blows the smoke and it shows the visions. Yeah, so I think that's the the black coming out of Tyler is like her gathering the visions and mm -hmm. then she blew out the vision. Right. All right. So then the next page, we see Prue in her pocket dimension just looking <laughs> like not worried at all. She's like <laughs> there and just evil look. And then we see her just kind of floating there with the Aramis shadow. The weak point, I can feel the stitches strain to hold this world of nothing together. Ah, la, 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 la. And then she does like slashy moment motions in the air. And as she slashes, the Aramis shadow slashes too. It's super kind of cool. And they slash holes in the air, which creates like a tear in the dimension, which leaves an opening for her to escape. And she's like, yes. And would you look at this? Oh, here we are. Here we are. Prue <laughs> comes out through the slashy. She comes out to the tribunal. And she's like, ah, the new tribunal, is it? I've been meaning to pay you a visit. And we see the tribunal going, heaven above. What the hell did you do? The spell didn't do this. And the snake goes, the treacherous boy brought her here. And then sexy angel daddy goes, everyone at the ready. And Prue says, you broke my sister's heart. 
took her husband away and locked him in a cell. That was cruel. And Iota says, you are not Prue Hollowell. And Prue goes, everyone keeps saying that. (laughs) And (laughs) Daddy Angel goes, attack. And as everybody at once, Care Bear stares at Prue. She's like, oh, please, bitches. Your power is nothing. (laughs) Oh, hum, swatting a fly. (laughs) And then Prue calmly says, as if I came here for you. As she, like, makes everybody's blood explode out of their bodies. <laughs> Just walks past them as they, like, completely are mutilated. It's fine. Yeah. On <laughs> uh, the next page, <laughs> we see this is just a bonus. And she's, like, walking over the bloody bodies of every single person in the room. Poor serpent over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then she comes upon Tyler in the middle of the room. He's like... She says, hello, Tyler. Why don't you go somewhere nice and cozy and wait for me? And then she walks away as, oh, we see Cupid Judge on the floor dead, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, But she walks away and she's like, I'll deal with you shortly as he gets washed away. (laughs) (laughs) She she teleports him somewhere. And then we cut to Coop and Ben and Kira in the cell. And Kira's like, oh, no, 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 no. And Prue's like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and she tele- she starts to put her hand out and the Ben and Coop get like in the her teleporty thing too. <laughs> wow. Did I say Ben and Coop? I meant Ben and Kira. Um and then so Coop is the only one left and he says, Prue, your sisters are trying to figure this out. If you just wait and she doesn't wait. She goes straight <laughs> for his throat. So this is the vision happening. And she's like, I've waited long enough. And Coop calmly says, Hack! <laughs> and then Prue says the last time I saw your wife do you know what she tried to do she tried to fucking kill me and people are saying I'm the black sheep me I'm just trying to show you all and then we hear Phoebe says I didn't try to kill you Prue I tried to help you because Phoebe found a way to get to um, uh, keep it simple yeah. and she says let my husband go and Prue says or what You'll help me again with a blast of fatal magic to the head? And she says, no. I'll vanquish you. And she's crying as she's saying it. Oh. So then the next page, it says, earlier that day, we're at somebody's house. It says, in a quiet town of Woods Close, New York. And we see like a girl there in a pink, in a purple, I guess a Days of Fuchsia past hoodie. And... <laughs> Inside the house, we hear knock, 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 and Daryl's in there. Oh, he's listening to music. He's doing dishes, and he's like, "Mikey, Sheila, someone want to grab the door? I'm swimming in suds over here." <laughs> and he's like, "All right," and because the knocks keep continuing, he's like, "Fine, I guess I've got it then." Yay, Daryl! Yay, Daryl! So I was right. It is Daryl, and other people maybe, and other people maybe. So um, on the next page, Daryl opens the door and he's like, uh, may I help you, miss? And we see in the Days of Fuchsia Past uh, cloak is Amelia, blue haired Amelia. So this is I remember way back when we talked to Pat Shan, some people found this random. 
but she was introduced in the second or third book that never came out. So that's yeah, why social media. That's where mm-hmm. more. Yeah. She says, my name is Amelia Desmots and I'm a friend, uh, kind of sorta of the charmed ones. And he's like, Oh no, listen, if this is a fucking magic thing, I'm fucking done with. And she's I have a message. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) And the message is, come on, partner. Don't close that door on an old friend. (gasps) Daryl's like, what? What did you just say? And the voice through Amelia says, sorry, this is weird. Do you think you could make me appear to him? And she says, sure. It'll give me a monster headache. But what can I say? I'm a giver. And the voice says, thank you. Oh, and the the figure starts to appear next to Amelia. I wonder who, who could this be, Kevin? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! We're at the figure forming. Oh my goodness! The final page. This is the voice saying, and I picture the voice. I can't sound like him, but the voice that I hear is proper. It took Colleen and a lot of and a lot of favors to pull this off. See, bud, you and I were being called upon to help, and we see Daryl just crying. And it says, it is our duty after all. And it is the spirit of Andy! Andy <laughs> Trudeau! My old partner that I love so much. Yeah, that's so sweet. My emotions. I was in tears at this part. It was so beautiful. Um, but that's the end. So how do you feel about this issue? Um, I think the biggest thing I got out of it is the reintroduction of Andy because it feels like if anybody's going to be able to bring Prue down it would be her past love yeah and it's interesting that they wrote in early I can't remember if it was in season nine or ten where Prue said that she tried to there's nine wow so bringing this thread all the way back like her and Andy failed in death but this may be the redemption that's such like a cool idea to me yeah um Besides that, like this episode or this issue seemed kind of like chaotic to me. It did push the story forward, but it did it in like a way where we're just jumping all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is very chaotic. And I think that's the point, because this is what happens when things are about to go down. There's franticness. Um, But I got to tell you, I fucking love this issue. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because it's got such emotional undertones throughout the discoveries the tension the sadness this the drive like sheer willpower in everybody um and prue is a badass villain here so even though if, if, not, if you're not happy about her being the villain she is still so cool yeah <laughs> uh i just love she's like that it's just amazing um <laughs> i kind of love that the troop you know got massacred i'm not sorry not sorry i don't care <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is, and that's the spoiler. That's the thing you knew two years ago about what was going to happen. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to add to the idea of Prue. I just fucking love that. Cause one of my main things I don't like about Marvel a lot of times is they'll have like, for example, when Scarlet Witch went evil, they retconned it later and said, Oh, Dr. Doom caused her to go evil. Or even with like, um, captain america when he went dark they were like oh that ended up being this you know what i mean like there's Mm -hmm. no the bad the good guys never go bad they always fix it so the fact that this is actually prue just being influenced by aramis is like a really cool idea that like 
these are the most powerful witches ever and they do err they do fuck up they do have emotions they're mm-hmm. human yeah they take a beloved character and try to put the blame on something outside of them which there is the element here but it's also she is in control like she was influenced but a lot of it is her own choices her own feelings so yeah I mean, I do like some of the tribunal members that were introduced here that are new. So, I, I mean, it is a little sad for some of them, but for others, like like Iota and the rest of those other elders, no. Yeah, I was sad to see Gamma go. <laughs> yeah, Gamma. I do love my Gamma. Um, but I still think, I'm pretty sure Angel of Death just, like, hightailed it out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't kill him. You can't. So he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go. <laughs> or, he's probably, or actually, he's probably like, oh, you guys are dead now. Come with me to the light. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Like, <laughs> um, but I did think, too, that the Piper and Page battle with Dominus was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Phoebe taking a stand and being proactive when nobody was around to help her. She's like, I'm doing this myself. I'm going to confront Prue. Like, that was super hot to me. Um, and then, of course, Andy appearing before Jill is super moving. So I was happy throughout. So how do you think, how did Phoebe, what spell did she use to appear next to Prue? It looks like she found something in the Cupid's Temple book that allowed her to kind of beam there because she's done the same thing in the show, like to go to Barbas. She asked projected to Barbas. She asked her projected into the wasteland for coal. And that was just through a spell. So I'm guessing it was just some kind of spell that she cast. Yeah, because it, it makes me wonder because it looks like she's not corporal there. She's just kind of like projecting there, like you said. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she just needed to see something from the temple, like uh, Nightcrawler, to like project into it. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything for Canonical? Put that in my Canonical hat. Canonical! Andy and Daryl! <laughs> Andy and Daryl are together again. Um, and yeah, we, we had Andy drawn in season nine when they kind of like, when Prue was talking about him, they showed his face. But now he's actually currently in the story he's here in the present moment which is very exciting yeah um and this isn't an error or anything at all but it's just something that i noticed because daryl calls for mikey and sheila but he does have another son named daryl jr Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that he's home or that daryl has to call his name at all so it's not an error i just don't want people to forget that he has another son (laughs) yes yeah because wasn't daryl jr a baby when we first met him he because he was born around the same time when Wyatt was born because it was in season six when he first appeared. So he's around him and Wyatt are around the same age. OK. Yeah. Whereas Mikey is like five in season at the end of season five. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So next is tips for future white lighters. Oh, really? Just messengers, guides. Think of us as guardian angels for good witches. Tips for tips future, future white I was out being a force of good in the universe. What's the moral? Um, I'm. I know this is kind of similar to what I said last week, uh, but I'm going from Prue's standpoint again, and I think along with mental health, like managing depression, because I feel like this is what she's kind of going through—a metaphor for a deep depression for everything she missed with her sisters. And everything that she missed out on and dying and she's just being very bitter towards all of what she lost. So 
just finding ways to manage that depression. Like for me, music is a big help for I have certain songs. One of them is by a mutual band that we like, Camelot. It's called Wings of Despair. And it's all about like how to use your despair as a tool to like create or like mm. ride out of it. Yeah. So I think just handling depression is the big thing I'm getting. Yeah, and that's very true. I love that. Uh, my tip is be productive. <laughs> Uh, especially in dire situations because i know i can be quite the lazy bum doesn't seem like it from the outside because i do a lot of things but other times i'm just like i'm a lazy bum today but it can also be feel really good to be someone who makes things happen so yeah Yeah. try to do that more (laughs) all right ooh, onomatopoeia Oh, what was it i definitely have my favorite and it's the same as yours (laughs) such a fun sound What was it? What I can say it? it. It's it's when Tyler's touching the the cell. It's like spark. It sounds like um a Pokemon. Or maybe it's um a special sparkle. Spark. No, no. It's just so weird. Spark. Oh, wow i love it it's so fun um cool uh next is most valuable panel um obviously i'm gonna go with this very last panel with amelia and andy like the fact that we're getting andy back and he's gonna be part of the story that's really awesome yep mine is the same that, that whole page andy appearing daryl crying all the feels. Yes. Okay. Sexiest drawing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with this domestic Daryl <laughs> photo of him washing the dishes <laughs> oh. with the big goofy smile. He's just so cute. I mean, Dorbs. I don't know if you know this. I'm a big fan of Dorian Gray. Gurry. I'm so happy he's <laughs> back and he's so well depicted here. I love it. It's perfect. Um, mine is, it's similar to what was last week with, um, Paige and Henry in bed. Now we have Kira and Ben naked in bed, but what does it for me puts us over the top is Benjamin, the arm above behind the head, the pit, the chest hair. I was like, Oh yes, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's my sexiest. <laughs> nice. are, you going back, are you going back to look at it? Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> that was almost mine, but I just love Daryl so much. I mean, yeah. Okay, so now we're at issue ranking. Whether this be Magically Delicious, Pretty Witchin, A Sorcerer's Apprentice, Disenchanting, or Vanquishable? Um, I think I'll stick with... Um... <laughs> Why am I having a brain <laughs> The second one. <laughs> Pretty Witchin. <laughs> Pretty Witchin. <laughs> okay yeah uh i'm going with magically delicious for this one wow yeah i'm i'm really happy with it i had a lot of, i had a really good time with it so it's because <laughs> she killed the tribunal that's why <laughs> there's i mean just everything i like everything in this one <laughs> yeah cool i guess that's it then oh ps4 poll piper you mean it's it's just you and Prue, huh And a big hello to you too, Penny. Come on, Patty. 
The rest is up to them. Paige. My name is Paige. Hmm. Another P, imagine that. P is for Paul. So I just came up with this moments ago. Um, but my poll question for next week is, who is the best member of the new tribunal? And you get four options. It's going to be hard. We have Cupid Judge. I call him Judge Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mother, which is the starry space lady. Ooh. Gamma or oh. the serpent. Oh, I know. Yeah, you can not knock him off. He's just there. <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like snakes, so he's out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, these other three tricky. Hmm. Yeah, I have to go between. Do I want to go as sexy or do I want to go as cool? Because mother's really cool, but the other two are still. I'm gonna go with mother. I'm gonna go with mother. I picked mother as well. I just think I feel like, based on her lines, I feel like she has. A motherly quality to her. I think she's very um, endearing and very comforting and just is very nice to people. That's how she reads to me. So even though she might be doing something that might be a little dark or I think it's more out of protection. She's like very protective about, you know, her world and her children in that sense. Yeah. And she doesn't seem as outrightly, um, I guess, asshole-ish as the other one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, so tell us what's next. Issue 19, the second to the last issue. Oh. <laughs> so this one's called Something Old, Something Prue. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and we see this really pretty picture of Paige with a glowing hand. Is that Prue behind her? Yeah. Okay. So we see this very, like, like a negative of a photo of Prue and it says as friends and frenemies from the past reach out to assist the charmed ones Prue seeks help from Tyler to save the world as the situation with the old ones continues to worsen the strength of the sisters bond will face its greatest test yet mm. yeah you're yeah. getting there yeah so we did it once again. We are complete for this episode. <laughs> so tell the peoples where to follow you. You can follow me on Instagram under Sean.Perrette, which will link you to any one of my podcasts, um, past or present, like Hanging with the Hollowells, where Kevin and I did season six through eight of Charmed. Um, once Upon a Cult, which we did 100 episodes of cults, are the magic <laughs> the marvelous galaxy of disney where we are doing a year star wars marvel disney news weekly very nice very nice and in addition to all of that that sean has done we also do solving for x uh with the x-men animated series um catch up on those before we make that comeback eventually uh, and then you can follow this podcast at words of the witches all the places Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Words of Witches on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so Spellworders, thank you for listening to us again. Hope you're on the edge of your seat like I am for the end of the season. And uh, we will see you soon. <laughs> your destiny still awaits. Bye.